coming up on Podcast 1591. A new report says the Ionic 5N version is going to be way faster than we thought. Stick around and I'll tell you what I know. Also on the podcast today, S-Volt building a battery factory near Tesla. Hmm, I wonder why. GM cutting Hummer production in favour of lyrics. And Nissan start building their electric Townstar van. Those stories and a lot more to get through today. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you're listening in the world. It's EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information for Monday, 12th of September. My name is Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. We'll start with some news about the 2022 Paris Auto Show. And Renault will be there, or Renault, I should say, uh, with the Renault 4 electric car reviving a legendary name and Renault plans a full slate of launches and product reveals at the Paris Auto Show this year writes Automotive News Europe and it will be led by the Renault 4 concept it's a retro inspired small full electric vehicle goes into production 2025 a reinterpretation of the original Renault 4 if you like it's a rugged five door hatchback that was in continuous production from the 60s to the 90s and now they're saying as of yesterday in a news release that they will be showing the electric version Version off at the Paris Auto Show. Might not be called the Renault 4. It may be called the Forever. Okay, well, you know, marketing departments departments do what marketing departments do. Just call it the Renault 4, <laughs> you know, if you ask me. Um, it is going to be the companion to the Renault 5. That's going to be a small EV hatchback, again, drawing on inspiration from the original model. Alpine will also be at the Paris Auto Show. Now, Alpine is the, the quick, interesting bit of Renault that hasn't had much love in recent years until they renamed their Formula One team from Renault to Alpine. It's still the same team in Viri, etc., etc. It's still Renault, but they, you know, badged it Alpine to get more name recognition. And so it does show that they're trying to push the Alpine brand forward, which has kind of largely been left alone to do some not bonkers. It's not like a bonkers brand. Um, just interesting. Just very interesting sports cars. Um, but giving more love to that in the electric era, uh, there'll be a hot hatch Alpine that'll be related to the Renault 5. There'll be an SUV as well. Uh, brands also there. Stellantis are going to be there with DS, Jeep and Peugeot and Chinese giants like uh, BYD. Even Great Wall are going to be at the Paris Auto Show. That kicks off 17th of October, by the way. Man, I would love to get to that. I've got more than a month to make my plans. Man, I would absolutely love to be at the media days of that, to have a little a little shifty round, a little sniff around that show. It's, it's, you know, it's as quick for me to drive there as it is, you know, many places in the UK. So uh, let's uh, see what I can do about that now. S-Volt are going to build a battery cell factory in Brandenburg, not a million miles away from Tesla in Germany. Uh, Lorschammer, I think, is going to be the name of where they're going to base it. The second S-Volt production site. They make battery cells, by the way. Uh, second one they're going to have in Germany. It's on a brownfield project. And Vestas, makers of wind turbines, uh, recently moved out of making rotor blades on the facility. S-Volt will move in. They'll change the infrastructure for what they need for making cells. And battery factories currently being established around the world. And S-Volt say that uh, that will be online in the next couple of years. 16 gigawatt hours on that one. Uh, That is how much... Uh, that's the cell volume per year. When I talk about battery factories or cell factories and, uh, you know, the, the the big number, 16 gigawatt hours of cells every single year. S-Volt's 
at the beginning of the decade announced investments of €2 billion Euros to build cell production facilities, as well as actually building modules and even full battery packs in the southwestern German state of Saarland. And uh, their facility there will be 24 gigawatt hours. I'll pop a link to that story to Reuters in the show notes so you can read more. Now, what is this about the GMC Hummer being dialed back? Now, last we heard, they were making, a you know, one of those every two weeks. I, of course, exaggerate for effect. They weren't making many Hummers, though. I'm not sure how many it was per day. They weren't making many. But it turns out they're going to throttle that tiny amount of Hummers they were making at GMC because, actually, what goes in them is similar enough to the Cadillac Lyric, the crossover, the all-electric crossover that is going to sell in much bigger numbers and for much less money. Um, Both EVs use versions of General Motors Ultium technology, the same cells, similar drive units. The Hummer production started a year ago, October 2021, but it was very, very slow to ramp. And even then, I'm surprised they had the capacity to then, or, or, you know, to, to ramp. They could just stop it, I suppose, but to ramp it down again. They were hopefully uh, going to increase the amount of units they were making every single month. Um, I think they got up to about 400 a month. I think their peak was May. I think their peak month was May, and then it started to dial down. And then when you look at the production figures for the Lyric, it is an almost absolute inverse cross on the graph. So it looks like they've throttled the Hummer to put resources into the Lyric. Much smaller price, of course. Not sure about profit margins, but if it's about getting sheer numbers of EVs out the door and on the road, uh, that might be why they've done that. Nissan announcing the start of production of their all-electric and all-new Townstar. It's going to be their EV van uh, to be sold across European markets. It builds on the success of the ENV 200. I know a few people that have got Nissan ENV 200s. Um, Of course, the Nissan Leaf was the legendary car from Nissan, and uh, it's still is still around, obviously, until the Aria makes an appearance. Uh, but the the van stuff they do was always quite interesting because you know they actually added active thermal management to their vans. Shock horror! They do they did know how to do that, and also you know they had did some interesting things in terms of people carrying or goods carrying at the ENV two hundred. Either way, um, the platform is going to be a shared platform they're using with their Alliance partners, Renault, Nissan, Mitsubishi. Uh, it's going to be made in Maubeuge in France, where they make small vans. The Townstar has a forty five kilowatt hour battery. It'll AC charge at twenty two kilowatts because you know the French and all that. Um, They've got loads of high-powered AC posts in France. So if you're going to make a car with the same platform as Renault, it's going to charge quickly on AC, like the Renault Zoe, really. Um, And it'll DC fast charge, they say, up to 80% in 37 minutes, but I couldn't find the actual charge, the peak charge rate, which says to me, if they're not publicising that, when they publicise the release of the vehicle, it ain't going to be good. I could work out the maths, because they say 15 to 80 percent of a 45 kilowatt hour battery in as little as 37 minutes so we'll wait and see look it's not going to be a quick charging one but that's still a lunch break right if you're doing a delivery run or you're going back to the depot to reload they're not they're not the biggest vans are they after all um it wouldn't so much be to change drivers but if you do have to have a mandated hour lunch break or something look that's you know you're, you're topped up and you're on your way again and then you're off to do some more whatever you're doing you know parcel deliveries with amazon or something so these kind of electric vans make a ton of sense in so many ways. Let's talk about Tesla supercharging next. And Tesla will build a 164-stall supercharger in California. That, I think, is the largest known supercharger 
to date, at least outside of China, there might be one bigger in China, but 164 stalls, I think, is the largest in the US and the largest in non-China, at least. And of course, because of the funding that there will be available to Tesla, the stalls will offer charging to all brands. Now, I don't know if that's all 164 Tesla superchargers will all be able to charge if you're a non-Tesla, or maybe it'll be a select sum. I'm not sure. We'll wait and see, because it's rolling out slower in the US than it is over here in Europe, where they are picking, at least in the UK, is it 8 or 10 or 12 sites? And then some European countries, it's all of them now. Um, So I think they'll just ease people into it. As EV adoption has grown, new legislation led to new funding, and that means that funding from things like California's Energy Commission Clean Transportation Fund means that you can't give it to a closed network. So if you want to get some of that free money, you know, air quotes, (laughs) we can have that debate of of money uh, another time. Because when I say that it's free money, people interested in economics and things go i think you'll find that you don't fully understand how money works by central banks and the creation of value i know i don't understand it they can print money it's not free i don't i don't understand it anyway but governments give away money i get that much uh they raise some with taxes and they print some from banks i get that much and so they're giving away that money to improve infrastructure and tesla want they've got their eye on that right they might be the uh trillion dollar company but they still want some of that free uh, incentive money. And so that means they'll open it up to the CCS standard. Now, whether that means you will then have to go buy a converter, because there'll be Tesla plugs in the US, very different to Europe, by the way, in China, where obviously it's all CCS over here and GBT in China. So how they'll do it, I've read various accounts that say they definitively know uh, that Tesla will do double heads, so they'll put two cables on one charger, the Tesla plug and the CCS plug. Uh, others, Other outlets have reported that it's a dead cert, that it's going to be an adapter, so it'll be the Tesla plug, and if you want to use their chargers, you've got to go on their website and buy, you know, $100, $300 that will make it work with your CCS car. I don't know if, if, if Tesla have even spoken uh, about that solution yet. Uh, the new site will be in, I think I pronounce it Kolinga or Koalinga. Um, there's already about 98 stalls there at a Harris Ranch Inn and Restaurant, and they're going to add some more to that. Now, coming up on the podcast very soon, we'll talk about Audi going back to Dakar and some more rally racing and the world premiere of some more electric trucks. Stick around, those stories are on the way. Headline story now, and an executive from Hyundai is saying that the Ionic 5N will launch very soon, early next year, and be by far the most powerful car they've ever made as a company, as Hyundai. The Hyundai executive and former head of the end performance division is Albert Biermann. When asked about the exact powertrain figures, he was coy. Uh, I quote, it's not finalized. It could be 580, 600, 620 horsepower. It's a lot, end quote. Inside EV is reporting that Mr. Beerman also mentioned handling and driver enjoyment are more important than the 0-60 dash and focusing on how the car drives and goes around the corners than simply uh, getting to 62 miles an hour as quick as you possibly can. Uh, he also talked about artificial noises and their importance to EV enthusiasts, which I think is nonsense because I, I have never, ever, ever met an EV enthusiast. And I've met a few in my lifetime, as I'm sure you can imagine, that goes, you know what, I love EVs, but what, what's crap about them is they don't sound like regular 
cars. Anyway, Mr. Hyundai say, here says that it's very important that EVs make sounds that sound like combustion cars. Um, he says, and I quote, when I joined the company, we talked a lot about cutting noise. Now we talk about adding sound to electric cars to give the driver a nice feeling and some excitement. As for the popcorn sounds it is hard to mimic a dynamic explosion from the combustion system using only audio speakers inside the cabin sound is important but it's not the whole game end quote and hyundai i've read a couple of things recently i think i read in auto express magazine uh, which drops through my letterbox should be every thursday i think but there's been some postal delays it's been uh, late recently uh, but um i think it was in auto express and um they had a really nice little feature a couple of weeks ago when they had their ev special on one of Hyundai's kind of concept hydrogeny things, and that uh, they took to the track, and they're saying, "Oh, the sounds are really good. You get used to them. They've made it sound like a, you know, a real, uh, you know, you can pull the paddles behind the steering wheel, and it'll change gear." As it, I'm doing air quotes again, gear, so that if you're driving your EV and it's got that fake engine sound, and you pull the lever, but the paddle behind it will go to sound like an like a combustion car. And you have to wonder, has everyone at Hyundai absolutely lost their mind? That's such a bonkers idea to try and make an electric car and then go, how can we make it worse? Oh, let's make it a bit like how a combustion car sounds. It sounds that way because of the transmission. Transmissions exist because combustion engines don't work in the most efficient rev range, so you have to constantly be changing gear to have them working in the efficient rev range. So they make that sound because of an inherent weakness in the powertrain. Goodness me. And I've seen this more and more with more and more engineers and car companies saying, oh, how can we make EVs sound? like combustion cars. Don't. Please don't. It's a terrible idea. You're losing your minds. Uh, the Ionic 5, of course, has some relation to the Kia EV6, so all-wheel drive, less than three and a half seconds, north to 60, maybe 600 horsepower. Whether it'll be quicker than the Kia EV6 GT, we don't know. We'll wait and see. Audi are preparing next the RSQ e-tron for Morocco and Dakar. Uh, they went last time around uh, with the car for the first time, and now they're back and they've improved it. The high-voltage battery uh, gets improved. Uh, is a, a range extender, so there is an internal combustion inside it which generates electricity when they need to. They can plug it in as well. Two motors, one at each axle. Audi tackling the issue of short-term power pulses which got them in trouble last time uh, going over uneven terrain or when the car does a jump or the wheels unexpectedly spin and the software was kind of freaking out and there was power spikes in excess of two kilojoules and that means that the fia the organizers penalized audi for excess power and they're like well it, it we weren't abusing excess power it, we just had power spikes you know, for like a millisecond or whatever. But the rules are the rules. They got penalised about that. Um, so they're actually going to turn some things down, redo the mapping. Uh, they actually turned down the air conditioning on this second version of the RSQ e-tron uh, because last time it was actually too cold. Uh, the coolant was freezing. Uh, and so they've learned a lot. And it goes back to Morocco and Dakar. We'll wait and see uh, how Audi go rallying with electric power. Now, the world launch of the next generation e-canter made by Mitsubishi. And uh, the e-canter is all electric. It's a truck. And there's a range of them that you can get. Uh, it has uh, battery capacity of 41 kilowatt hours uh, to do 80 kilometers on a charge. And you can also get them up to 200 kilometers on a charge the e-axle that mitsubishi e can to make 
for the next generation vehicles has an um, integrated motor and rear axle it makes the whole thing you know more efficient more compact and in addition to the current 7.5 ton model uh, there's a new set of models from five tons to eight tons for japanese customers pure electric pure electric as well so these these pure electric trucks are getting bigger and bigger all the time and uh doing different use cases you know they're not gonna be cranking away at a thousand miles non-stop like a diesel truck would do across the united states but they're going electric and they're finding their uses now there's a new commercial ev startup on the block they're called harbinger and they claim to have an ev platform for trucking that will erase the upfront cost over diesel trucks the platform incorporates again that e-axle it's the motor the gearbox the inverter all in one unit the battery pack is modular. The chassis is streamlined, they say. Uh, the liquid-cooled battery pack scales in 35 kilowatt hour increments. It's an 800-volt system, they say. And it's uh, steer-by-wire, brake-by-wire, all very advanced. And they say that their their model, their business model, uh, the way that it's funded, can erase the upfront cost uh, when you look at the upfront cost of a diesel or, uh, I suppose, petrol truck but there's no big trucks are running on petrol so they're all all diesel trucks aren't they really interesting that there's these variety of business models coming to the market really really interesting and you know at the end of the day it's all about uh, the number at the bottom of the page for these fleet buyers uh, or these you know fleet managers who are ordering or leasing these vehicles they just want them to be cheaper than what they're running and if it fits in with their business they'll buy them now I mentioned Morocco a little while ago, because I talk about rallying, uh, but actually Morocco as a country is doubling their production of EVs over the next two years. The country's EV production is going to reach 100,000 units every year. I didn't know that 100,000 EVs are made in, in Morocco. Uh, but there you go. You don't often think of Africa, or at least North Africa as a country uh, that, uh, that, that makes a lot of electric vehicles, but they will be. Uh, they really want to move forward in that area. They want to reach an annual target of 1 million electric vehicles as soon as they can to boost national production of of cars and even car parts as well to limit importing car parts. Morocco is presenting itself as a promising destination, they say, for electric car manufacturers, given their vast reserves of cobalt, uh, they point out the Ministry of Trade and Industry. Well, that, that is good. That is good. I would also point out that the EV industry is pedaling as fast as it can away from cobalt in its batteries. But hey, if you've got some cobalt, Morocco, uh, you fill your boots. Now, the previously announced uh, project for uh, vehicle to grid or vehicle to X, you know, which covers everything, vehicle to home, vehicle to load, vehicle to grid, vehicle to X, uh, the previously announced project in Switzerland is now going to be going ahead over the next year. Honda will be involved in how they can uh, stabilise the grid and get energy out of cars and back onto the grid. A 50 Honda E's. Now, the Honda E uh, is going to be used at 40 locations across uh, Switzerland, they say, uh, with 10 kilowatt wall boxes offered by Honda, and uh, it'll use the CCS plug. So CCS, bi-directional, vehicle-to-grid using CCS, not Chadamo. But interesting that Honda are doing it, and they are using the Honda E, which has one of the smallest EV batteries on the market right now. Uh, just me that finds that weird. What's the Honda E battery? 30... Hmm... <laughs> I should know, shouldn't I? Uh, EV boy. 36, 34, 36 kilowatt hours? Yeah, 
And you, you are using that for vehicle to grid? Okay. Well, Honda have got nothing else, in fairness, because they're so rubbish at making uh, more EVs. Now, San Francisco is passing an ordinance to fast-track new EV charging stations. The San Francisco Board of Supervisors amended their city planning code to make installing new EV chargers much easier this week. The ordinance uh, was passed unanimously uh, last week. It was the end of last week, I think it was, as EV charging stations are not explicitly mentioned in their planning code, because the planning code didn't, when it was written, include things like electric vehicle chargers. They've now explicitly um, said that that EV charging installers and service providers no longer have to use the sort of overarching policy that they were previously. Now, that policy was written for gas stations and auto service centres. Uh, 47% of San Francisco's greenhouse gas emissions come from transportation. They're desperate to slash it, and so they uh, want to build more fast-charging plazas in and around the city. Uh, they want to mimic the gas station experience, which, again, I don't think it's always the best, but having experienced how GridServe over here are doing it, it is damned good the way GridServe do it. I was at GridServe Norwich a couple of weeks ago when I went went back home because I'm a Norwich lad. Um, not that I have the East Anglian accent, but uh, but still, when I went home and I went to the new GridServe Norwich just on the uh, near the park and ride there, um, it was brilliant. It was utterly. It was it was you know it was all obviously all new and shiny and lovely and every bit as as good as their original one uh, but i think they'd learned i think they'd learned from the original one in uh what was that brain tree and uh, made it even better and uh it was wh smith's costa what was it mns food somewhere to fill your water bottle cars to have a look at there was an eqs on display upstairs in the showroom there was uh cute, cute little uh seats that my my four-year-old loved and uh and some games for the kids as well the staff were amazing guy in a jacket walked over while we were charging say hey you know you look okay but just checking you're all right i'm like dude this is amazing like yeah i'm fine but a lot of people are new to evs and so now maybe that's the way to do it maybe just plazas big i think they've got like 32 charges or something at grid surf norwich um didn't count them all all 350 kilowatt charges big big row of tesla ones as well and it's like well look this is just brilliant so well done then right final story pennsylvania and the next state that i'll mention because all of this money is now coming through pennsylvania will boast ev drivers with 3.4 million dollars building ev charging stations across the state part of the settlement of the volkswagen emissions scandal now getting around to spending that money from 2018 took them a while didn't it in pennsylvania uh, 54 fast charges in 12 counties to help uh, EV drivers charge every 50 miles on the uh, state corridors. And that is your podcast for today. Question of the week will return very soon, taking a wee break for a while. You can contact me anytime about anything. Hello at evnewsdaily.com. Hey, Patreon subscribers get their own email address that uh, I can always, you know, I do prioritize, must admit, I uh, because they're Patreon supporters. I have it on my phone, for instance, so I can see if someone asks a question, you know, and I can reply straight away. So uh, Patreon supporters get uh, a direct line, as it were, one of the benefits of supporting the podcast and the premium partners of the podcast. Thank you, Phil Roberts of Electric Future, Brad Crosby, Porsche of The Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East. I mean, uh, Also, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii, Derek Riley from the EV Review Island YouTube channel, Richard at rsev.co.uk for buying and selling EVs in the UK, Octopus Electric Universe, their new name, Global public charging made simple with one app, one map, and 
the way forward. I use it all the time. And millbrickcottages.co.uk. You can book in your little pre-Christmas break right now if you want to on their websites and enjoy a five-star stay in Devon. Have a good and see you tomorrow. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.